Welcome to Slingstones, a podcast with insights for the Christian journey. Proudly brought to you by Healing Care Ministries. Now here's your host, Terry Wardle. Recently, I got word that one of my cousins, who's a year or two older than I am, was in a pretty tough battle with COVID. Actually had to be hospitalized, put on a ventilator for a while. And even though I hadn't talked to him for literally over 40 years, we all just went in different directions in our lives, I began to text him, just let him know that I was praying and hoping, and now he's home and he's recovering and it's all good news. But in reconnecting with Kenny in that small way, I guess I should call him Ken given how old he is, but I grew up with him as Kenny. (laughs) And uh, in that reconnecting, I began to remember things. Uh, When we were children, how all of our parents would bring many of the cousins together and we would swim and we would fish and Then I remember that when we got a little older, we would get out into the field together, meaning we'd love to tramp around with a shotgun in our hand, hoping to kick out something that we can then uh, bring home and show our dads. And it was some years after that that I was with him somewhere. It seems to me there was a dinner, and I began to talk to him about this place I had found way down in the southwest corner of western Pennsylvania in the deep ridges and hollows that are there, and I mean they are steep, and I, I found a place where I could go, and they would let me hunt there, and it was special. Nobody was there. It was filled with grouse and rabbits, and I really loved it, and I wasn't talking to Ken about it and bragging how good it was. He wanted to go, and so we made arrangements, and we went down together, and we had a great day. The grouse were flushing, We were shooting up a storm and not getting anything. There were rabbits and we saw deer and there was no one around and the view was fantastic. And I remember that at the end of the day, Ken said to me, uh, it was was everything that you said it would be. It, It was really that good. And remembering that caused me to think about other things that I've talked about with people that I bragged on that then when they experienced it, they said, yeah, this is exactly what you said it would be like. I remember the first time I ate at Ken Stewart Grill up near Akron, Ohio, and I couldn't believe the portions that they gave and the quality of the meal. And I bragged on it to some people and they didn't believe me, so I took them and they ended up saying, you're right, that's exactly what it was like. That the testimony I gave was confirmed by their own experience. Okay, so I know you knew this would be coming. I want to make a biblical reference here. And the biblical reference has to do with something that Paul says in 1 Corinthians in the very first chapter. The scripture is verse 6, and he says this, God confirmed our testimony about Christ in your midst. Okay, now think about that. What he's saying is this. Our testimony, we told you what this was going to be like to surrender your life and to invite Christ into your heart and to let Christ come into your heart. We told you what it was like, and then when you took the risk, God confirmed that what we said was true. Man, I like that. Paul gave a testimony. He told a tale. He said it would be this way and this good, and after they experienced it for themselves, Paul knew 
that God made true for them everything that he said it would be. And there's this amazing list there that I want you to think about because really while Paul is speaking about it for them way back then, he's to some degree speaking about it for us here and now. So, so this is what he apparently told them would be true that they would find out was true. And he said this, I'm thanking God because he gave you grace. And because of that grace, you've been enriched in every way. That's the first place that Paul is saying the testimony of the gospel came true for them. They experienced this grace. They were enriched in their life in every way, freely given, and so it is with us. We just got to stop at times long enough to let the testimony of that reality go deep inside of us. We are recipients of lavish grace. God did that for us, just as though Paul were sitting with us at a dinner and saying, you got to find out how good this is. And then we took the risk, and we can look at him and say this, Paul, you were right. It's what you said it would be. We have been enriched in grace. And the scripture goes on to say, enriched in every way. Then it lists some things. It says this, you've been enriched with all kinds of speech and all kinds of knowledge that you wouldn't have had before. What he's basically saying is, look, God himself has placed his spirit inside of us. We are enriched people. And it can change the way we talk about God. And it can change the things we know about God. Do you remember what Jesus said? That when the Holy Spirit comes and he gets inside of us, that he can bring to mind the things that Jesus taught and even went so far as to say, don't worry about what you need to say. The Holy Spirit will give you the words. Are you aware that you have been enriched that way? And are you willing to tell the tale to others? That God's grace is that good. I'm not suggesting there are not difficulties and battles, but we need to start with the recognition that there is an unbelievable amount of grace that has been poured out upon us through the glory of Jesus Christ. And here it talks about the fact that this grace has given us a speech and a knowledge that really goes beyond ourselves. And then he goes on and says this. Now he's saying it to the whole group of Christians of which we are now part. He said, that's not all. You have been so enriched that you don't lack any spiritual gift. Now, once in a while, I'm able to see some of the names of people that listen to Slingstones. And I'm grateful. I, I really am. But right now, I, I wish I could name all of you by name and say, look, Erica. Becky, Judy, Annette, Mark, David, Tom, you're not lacking spiritual gifts. You have them. They're in there. That's part of the promise. That's part of the enrichment. And part of the delight of the Christian life is to begin to learn about those and let them come forward. It's that good. That's what I love about Paul in 1 Corinthians. He's saying nobody, 1 Corinthians 12, gets left out. Everybody gets something. 
I like the first part of that first chapter 12 where he says, okay, we get different gifts and we get different ministries and we get different empowerments, but we all get it. We get the same thing, spiritual gifts. And this is part of you, every one of you. If I had the whole list of the, the people that listen to this, which I couldn't take the time because of how many there are, I would read that list so that your name would be included there. And you would know that this is true of you. You flow in an abundant grace. You've been enriched in every way. You have a speech and a knowledge that comes right out of the heart of God himself. And you have been given spiritual gifts that you can use to change the world. But that's not all it says. It says that it's not only that good, it's better. Because you have received a promise that you will be held firm to the end. Isn't that a great problem? You will be held firm to the end. When the waves are bouncing against you and the evil one is reminding you of everything you've done in the past that has been uh, skinning your knees, there is this promise that you're going to be held firm to the end. I think there's going to be a day we are all in the kingdom realized, in heaven as we call it. And we may be meeting and we may remember that we engaged in sling stones together. And we will say to one another, it was even better than we thought, wasn't it? God confirmed the testimony. He confirmed what was said when we were told it is good, and now we know it is that good and it is even more. And we will get there. And we will celebrate. But it doesn't simply say that. It goes to one other level and it says, you will be held firm to the end and you will be kept blameless till that day. Well, that one's... <laughs> Pretty important for us to grasp because the idea is this. Because of the blood of Christ, there will be no blame. It's the mystery of the mediation of Jesus that he lived a perfect life and then he puts your name on it and he puts my name on it. And that by his blood, it's all been covered. And on that day, there will be a celebration. You know, we can even go a little further in this little passage. It's only a few verses where it says this, that because of God's touch in our lives, he's also brought us into the fellowship with his son, Jesus Christ. Please hear this. Christianity is not a set of rules. It's a relationship. It's not about thinking about God. It's about being with God through Christ in order that we can experience him. It is an experience that we can have. And I admit, there are times when the clouds roll in and it's a little bit more difficult and it doesn't always shine in the sun. But in those days, there is the promise of scripture that says, I am an ever-present help. Now, I don't know if today for you is cloudy or if the sun is shining, but one of the things we can know is God is present and his presence is real and we can begin to experience that presence. And it comes, as it says here, through his son, Jesus Christ. And then there's these two words, our Lord. The one we follow. The one that flows through us. 
And all of this is ours. And when the evil one is battering against us and the noise of the world seems deafening and the accusations come quick and loud, may we remember what what this little scripture is saying. God confirmed my testimony. I told you this would be true. I told you it would be this good. And now you've experienced it for yourself. This is one of the reasons that we share the message of Jesus. It's too good for us to hold it to ourselves. It's changed my life. It's given me life. I was reading just the other day where an author, Dallas Willard, made the comment that we we need to get beyond simply talking about eternal life, but we need to recognize we get to participate in eternal living. And that eternal living starts now, where we can be attached to the heart of God, flowing in his grace and love. And so my reminder of walking those hills with Ken, Kenny, and other times where I've told people it's that good, and they see it for themselves and say, oh, it is. Your testimony has been confirmed, if you will. What we know now that that is true here of the Christian life. God has confirmed this testimony. And may we hold it with praise. God bless you.